Thank you for joining me on the Spirit-Led Business Podcast. Today we continue with part three of The Key to Living in Your Wildest Dreams. Welcome back, everyone. I trust you are doing well. I decided to do a part three to this series because I wanted to be sure I didn't miss anything. And I also had a few things I wanted to add because my desire is that someone would hear this podcast and it caused them to step over into a new level. It would cause them to start experiencing their wildest dreams, right? So let's review our scriptures. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. This is our wildest dream scripture. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So God bringing our wildest dreams to pass is dependent upon the power that is at work on the inside of us. So it's important that we do have power working in us, right? Matthew chapter 12 and verse 35. This is in the classic Amplified. It says, The good man from his inner good treasure flings forth good things. It comes from inside of you. Sometimes we are looking from the outside saying, God, send me this or do this in my life. My friend, it comes from the inside out. Look at this verse. We haven't read this one yet. Psalm chapter 126, verse 1 and 2 in the King James. It says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord has done great things for them. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, you know, the Lord, he turns things for us, right? When he turned their captivity, when he loosed them from bondage, it says that they were like them that dreamed and their mouths were filled with laughter. Well, guess what? When God turns things for you, your mouth's going to be filled with laughter. He wants to fill somebody's mouth with laughter this year. And you know, God has a habit of turning things. If you remember, what did Jesus do? He turned the water into wine. What else did God do? God turned the Red Sea into dry ground. But you know, in both of those cases, he didn't just go out and do it, right? There was instructions. Jesus told them, go take those water jugs and fill them with water. There was some instruction he gave them before the water was turned into wine. What about the children of Israel at the Red Sea? What happened? Moses had to stretch forth his rod, right? There was something they had to do before God turned things in their favor, before God did what only God can do. And that's why Ephesians 3 verse 20 is so important because it says that God is able to do more than we can even think about, but it hinges on the power that's at work on the inside of us. That same scripture, Psalm chapter 126, verses 1 and 2 in the Passion, listen what it says. It was like a dream come true when you freed us from our bondage and brought us back to Zion. We laughed and laughed and overflowed with gladness. We were left shouting for joy and singing your praises. All the nations saw it and joined in saying, the Lord has done great miracles for them. What a time of celebration that was. And God doesn't just cherry pick people. This person is going to struggle. He's going to have a business, but it's going to be a struggling business his whole life. This next person, he's going to have a successful business. This person, great ministry. 
Ah, this other person struggling ministry. This person great finances. This person broke all their life. That's not how God does it. We actually have a role to play in this and his desire for us is 100% good, 100% of the time. So if you remember on part two of the key to living in your wildest dreams, we looked at four ways that we can grow that power that's on the inside of us. The first one was being filled with the spirit. The second one was fasting. The third one was prayer. And the fourth one was feeding on the word of God, filling up with the word. So I want to look at a few examples in the lives of some people who did those things. We're going to see these things in their lives and see some great success that they had. So let's first look at Dr. Yonggi Cho. You've probably heard of him. He at one time had the largest church in the world there in South Korea. Well, there's a minister named Bob Rogers. He was telling a story that when he was younger, his dad took him to go visit Dr. Yonggi Cho's church in South Korea. Well, Dr. Cho, he founded that church with his mother-in-law. Her name was Miss Choi. I might be saying that wrong, but I'm just going to call her Miss Choi. So he founded it with his mother-in-law, and many people credit her for this great growth that they had. And Bob Rogers said his dad asked her, hey, what's the secret? Like, how did you grow this church from little bitty all the way to the largest church in the world? And she laughed and she poked him in the belly and she said, fast, fast, fast. And then she pointed her little finger in the air and she said, pray, pray, pray. And she busted up laughing. Bob Rogers said his dad looked at her like she did not understand his question. He wanted to know, no, how did you do this? Like, how do you grow a church from just a few people all the way up to the largest church in the world? So he asked the question again. Bob Rogers said that Miss Choi poked him in the stomach again and said, fast, fast, fast pointed in the sky and said, pray, 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 and busted up laughing again. So Miss Choi credited fasting and prayer. She gave credit to those two things for this beyond our wildest dreams church growth, right? Imagine if that was your business. Do you think that you could do the same thing for your business? Fasting, 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 pray, pray, pray. Just think about how you can apply that to your life. Secondly, have you heard of John Harrison? John Harrison is the official taste tester for Dryers and Eddie's ice cream. I remember Lance Walnow told a story about him when he met him. He told him how he got the idea for cookies and cream ice cream. Now, if you look online, there's others who say they invented it. But this man who is a Christian told this story that I'm about to tell you to Lance Walnow. He says that he was in a hotel praying in tongues. He said in that particular hotel, they would give you a cookie and a scoop of ice cream. That was kind of like something that they did. As he's praying in the spirit, he hears this, smash the cookie into the ice cream. So John Harrison was like, what? Smash the cookie into the ice cream? What kind of cookie? So he went and he got several different kind of cookies lined them up, got some vanilla ice cream, and would mix them together. And he said once he came to those Oreo cookies and he smashed the Oreo cookie into the vanilla ice cream, he said he knew when he tasted it, he had something great on his hands. So while he was praying in the spirit, he got the idea for cookies and cream ice cream. Do you think that was profitable for him? 
Do you think that was a valuable idea? Well, he got that while praying in the spirit. What if he wouldn't have been praying in the spirit in that hotel room? What if he would have just been watching television, kicking his feet up, soaking in the tub, not spending that quality time in prayer? Well, it turned out to be the right choice for him, and it can be the right choice for you as well. Thirdly, let's look at Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Have you heard the name Kenneth Copeland? Well, his ministry has been around for over 50 years and has touched the entire world. When you get a close look at this ministry, it's amazing what they've been able to accomplish. But back when they first got started and it was just Brother Copeland and his wife, Gloria, the first hire that they made for their ministry was a prayer person. They hired a lady and her job was to spend the day praying for their ministry ministry. So she would just come in the office and pray. Do you see the value that they placed on prayer in his ministry? And do you see where their ministry is today? That is no coincidence. The other thing I've heard him say is he was telling a story recently and he said, you know, this happened some years ago, but he said, you know, I was fasting the month of January and God spoke to me and said such and such. And I was like, what? You fasted the month of January. So we see someone who places a high priority on prayer. And then we hear him say that he fasted. He fasted the month of January. So he puts a high priority on fasting. I've heard him say before too that he said, it's very important that you spend at least an hour praying in the spirit every single day. He knows that that adds value. That adds to the power that's at work on the inside of you. And they have certainly seen their wildest dreams come true. And lastly, let's look at Rick Renner. Rick Renner is a pastor in Russia. He's one of the greatest Greek scholars of our day. Really got an incredible ministry that not only has touched Russia, but has touched the world. And I know if you're in business, you may be going, three out of the four things you spoke about were were not business people. They were ministries, but ministry is much like running a business. You got money coming in, money going out, there's employees. It's it's a it's it's so similar. You need faith on both of these and the principles that work in a ministry are the same principles that will work for your business. So you have Rick Renner here touching the world. He was from Tulsa, Oklahoma and God has sent them around the world. But Russia there in Moscow has been his his hub of where God sent him, right? But I was reading his son's book. And in the forward to this book, he wrote that early on in his ministry, he would fast between 20 and 40 days at a time. And he said he believes that the success that he is seeing in his ministry today can be linked to those times of extended fasting. So we see him pointing out one of the four things we spoke about that increases the power that's at work on the inside of us. So my friend, I hope you see that these men just weren't special. They were using keys to increase the power that was on the inside of them. And that caused their capacity to receive their wildest dreams to increase. The capacity to receive what God had for them increased as they put the keys into practice. So my question for you is, will you put these keys into practice? Will you receive a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit? Will you spend time fasting? Will you spend time in prayer? Will you spend time in the word? Quality time, enough time that you experience a power increase on the inside of you. 
So let's pray. Father, I pray for all of these listeners that you would do in their lives what you did in the life of Dr. Yonggi Cho, what you did in the life of John Harrison, what you did in the life of Brother Kenneth Copeland, what you did in the life of Pastor Rick Renner. Blow their minds. Exceed their highest expectations. God, let this be a reality to them. Let this not just be a message that they hear and say, that's a good idea, but let them be freshly filled with the Holy Spirit right now. Let them begin to practice fasting and prayer. Let them begin to dig into your word, to meditate on your word, to let your word grow on the inside of them until they begin to look around and say, look what the Lord has done. I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. I trust you enjoyed this teaching today and my prayer is that it brings much fruit into your life. Let me also encourage you to subscribe to the Spirit Led Business Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you will also leave a review, it will help others find these timely teachings. Thank you again and have a blessed day.